Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Uh, we gave up an offensive board to go into overtime. And as soon as we came out in overtime, Peyton hit a three. And I kind of just knew how the game would end up. And uh, Peyton, take me through the mindset coming out of that overtime huddle when you first start OT because, as I mentioned, uh, Bismarck, huge rally. I can't remember exactly what the halftime score was, but you held them under 10 points in the first half, and then they battled back to tie it late. What was the conversation like with you guys and Coach Monk in the uh, in the huddle going into OT? Uh, we just trust each other. We trust ourselves. And we knew going out in overtime that we could pull, it, pull through, so. And uh, Aiden, uh, what does this win mean for you guys? Because uh, twelve and two, you have plenty of good wins this season. But I feel like this is probably one of the bigger ones. Bismarck was a team that won its own holiday tournament with an undefeated record not that long ago. What does this win do for your guys' confidence moving forward here? Um, definitely going to boost our confidence. But a bigger thing, I think it kind of puts a target on our back in the conference. So we're just going to have to keep grinding. That makes sense. Yeah, Peyton, talking about that conference, you guys are part of the Vermilion Valley Conference now with Watsika and Sisna Park also coming over from the Sangamon Valley. Uh, I know you guys haven't played a ton of VVC games yet. That was your fourth one against Bismarck. But uh, so far, uh, Peyton, what would you say the VVC experience has been like for you guys? Uh, it's a lot of new teams and a lot of new competition. So I think it's a good challenge for us, and it helps us grow, and it's just a good challenge. Now, uh, Aiden, you guys coming into this season, uh, you two, as I mentioned, two seniors. It's not a very senior-heavy lineup, but uh, overall it just feels like you guys were kind of destined to have a, a strong season just based on the way you started at 3-0 and to this point here now. What were the expectations you guys were setting for yourselves, Aiden, coming into this season? Uh, yeah, so we just wanted to win games, really, to do our best. We want, we want to win the conference for sure. That's definitely one of the expectations for us as seniors mm-hmm. and uh Peyton that that COVID season you guys had uh, last school year the shortened campaign five or six weeks what did that do for you guys to prepare you for for where you're at right now as well uh well we got a lot of our our players back and we've been playing since really young age so we have a lot of chemistry and this is the year we kind of were waiting for so mm-hmm Talking with Iroquois West boys basketball players Aiden Tilstra and Peyton Rhodes. And Aiden, looking up and down this roster, I know one guy who who certainly stands out. Uh, before you even get to look at you guys on the court is obviously your teammate Cannon Leonard standing at 6'9 in the middle. What is it like playing alongside somebody who kind of commands the inside like that? Yeah, playing with, playing with Cannon really it's fun. Um you know, if, if I get in trouble or one of our guards get in trouble with the ball, having that big guy to dump it down to and get rid of the ball with is it's really nice. Have you seen anybody, Aiden, that's really been able to totally effectively slow him down? Because I feel like at the Class 1A level, when you see a 6'9 kid, there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to be able to slow yeah. him down. Yeah, not really. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the biggest kid that I've seen. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, and Peyton, uh, you, Aiden mentioned you hitting a big three-pointer in that game against Bismarck. I know you guys have a lot of uh, good shooting players uh, on this roster as well. Uh, is this something you guys realized coming into the season was going to be a potential strength of this team, that you guys could be able to you know, light it up from beyond the arc or mid-range if need be? Yeah, our offense has always been there. It's just our defense this year was our biggest biggest question. So we knew our, our offense was going to be there, so. Well, since you mentioned that, what improvements have you seen on the defensive side of the ball that's really allowed this team to click? I know you guys haven't really allowed over 50 points very often this season. Uh, that game against Bismarck, you only allowed 50, and it took overtime to even get there. So what improvements have you seen defensively? Um, We've just been playing together, playing help defense, and picking each other up when we need to. So, mm-hmm. Sure. Now, uh, Aiden, just looking forward, like I mentioned, you guys uh, play Westville. You host Westville tomorrow night. Then you quick turnaround to host Donovan on Wednesday. Another quick turnaround to host Hersher over the weekend. That game was supposed to take place last weekend, but the weather postponed. Uh, this, the, How important is this week for you guys, especially since VVC play is going to be ramping up here soon? How much emphasis are you guys putting on this busy three-game week you have here? Uh, yeah, we're taking it pretty serious. Uh, to start it with Westville, they match up with us pretty good. They've got two bigger guys. So that's like one of the first two uh, two big guys on the team that we've seen mm-hmm. that are going to potentially cause problems with us. Mm-hmm. And then Hersher's another pretty big one for us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Peyton, looking even further down the lineup, I mean, you guys uh, have to face Paxton a little later on. You got Salt Fork, you got Oakwood, you got Milford. You're going to have a rematch with Prairie Central, one of the only two teams you guys have lost to so far. Is there any games in particular further down the line, uh, Peyton, that you guys are really looking forward to, to matching up? I think we're all looking forward to the Prairie Central game again. Mm-hmm. We lost to them in the championship in the Gibson tournament, but going into it, we I know we can get them back. So yeah, what did you guys learn, Peyton, from that game that uh, you know you can maybe apply to that February 11th matchup uh, back in Fairbury? They like to push the ball and get out in transition. They they pressure the ball a lot, so we just got to take care of it, and we'll be good. Sure. And uh, Aiden, just looking up and down the roster, you guys have it's full of kids who are multi-sport athletes as well. Something we talk about a lot on this show. But the football team obviously had a great year this season. Boys golf uh, really strong over there. The boys soccer team strong over there as well. I mean, how much are those fall experiences? Do you think paying off for you guys now, even in a different sport? Yeah, those fall experiences are pretty important. Uh, Playing football, I play with you know Sam McMillan, Cannon. Uh, we we tend to build chemistry in those other sports as well, so that that always helps. And Peyton, just uh, looking forward with, the, with that chemistry, hoping it can pay dividends come postseason time. What do you think this team is capable of come postseason time? I know there's a long ways to go, but what expectations or, or hopes are you guys setting for yourselves come February and March? Uh, we really want to win conference, and we also want to make it out of regionals and just see how far we can go. Aiden Tilstra and Peyton Rhodes of the Iroquois West Boys basketball team. You can catch them on Tuesday evening against Westville up in Gilman. Guys, thanks again for being part of the show tonight, and good luck moving forward with the rest of the season. Yep, thanks. Always good to hear from the folks up in Gilman. Their boys basketball team, like I said, off to a great start this year. The girls team, no slouch either. So a lot of good sports going on up in the up in the northern part of our coverage area right now, that's for sure. And we're going to go ahead and take our first break here on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Show. 
When we come back, we are going to hear from Leroy Boys basketball coach Mark Edmondson and unveil our latest girls basketball top 10 rankings. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 6.14, Jim Rosso with Colin Likas, Dave Leak here till 7 o'clock. No coaches show tonight. Brad Underwood and gang are out in Nebraska already, so they're not a Papa Dell's. Mm-hmm. Don't head over there. You're expecting some pizza and some hoops talk. But Colin's going to cover for that, right? Because you got like more than usual this week. That's right. You can head over to Papa Dell's if you just want to get pizza, I guess. But All also, right. we, we are going to cover for that. We're not going to extend the show to two hours, but we're going to we're going to fill the one hour show with as much high school basketball content as we possibly can. And among that is talking about the Leroy boys basketball team, a team that's definitely on the cusp of the boys' top ten rankings. We have here they're at ten and three on a three game win streak right now, including two wins in their last two road games. Mark Edmondson is the coach of the Panthers, and he joins us now on the show. Mark, thanks so much for being part of it tonight. Thank you for having me, Colin. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And uh, you told me before the season when I was getting some uh, previews going, rounding up some information, I think I don't remember the exact words you used, but it kind of seemed like you weren't sure exactly what to expect from this group of kids. A lot of, a lot of juniors on this roster, and uh, turns out, uh, at least so far, they, they've been pretty good. I mean, how have you felt about the way, uh, the way they've performed to this point? Well, we had a lot of seniors last year. We started five seniors, and our first seven guys were seniors. So these guys got to watch a lot last year, even though it was COVID. They still didn't get to play. So I knew they were pretty good in practice, but they weren't good enough to make to play on that team. So with the lack of experience, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And in spite of some injuries and some issues, um, they've actually they've actually really surprised me. I uh, I, I apologize. If you can't tell or not, I'm in the lobby of a restaurant <laughs> in uh, Leroy right now. Hey, no problem. Yeah, they've done the this year's seniors who were juniors didn't get to play last year, and then a few juniors have jumped in. For for being a lot of unknowns, I couldn't be happier. It'd be ten and three. Well, tearing off that six game win streak early in the season after losing the opener to Sarah Gorda Bement, I'm sure helped these guys' confidence. What did you see from them during that stretch of games that that let you know that this group had some, some good potential? Well, they reacted to Sarah Gordo just handle this. It was a 15-point game, and it wasn't even that close. And we got to see a lot of our issues and things that we really needed to work on, and we were able to get in the gym and practice. And for, for missing game experience, watching that game film, um, not that they needed to be humbled, but it kind of showed them what they were unable to do. And they reacted, and they've been reacting ever since. And uh, so far, 4-2 uh, and two in the Heart of Illinois Conference. But also, even though you guys weren't involved in a holiday tournament, some good play over the last few weeks, beating Arthur, Lovington-Atwood-Hammond, then winning at Clinton and winning at Fieldcrest. Uh, these guys just seem like they keep getting better and better. Is there even more room for improvement with this group as we head into the, the McLean County Tournament and, and really, for lack of a better phrase, the heart of the Heart of Illinois Conference schedule? There is because we are still missing two starters. We have not had a full team since Thanksgiving, which um, and most teams haven't. They've been missing all kinds of kids like we have. Um, so that also creates opportunities. So we have won a lot of close games, and when you're inexperienced uh, and missing some players, that's kind of a big deal because the last two or three minutes could be very educational. And I, I think the whole situation of missing kids 
and having to grow up really fast is going to help us not only for the end of our schedule, but also um, heading into the regional. Talking with Leroy Boys basketball coach Mark Edmondson, since you mentioned two starters being down, what does the lineup look like at this point? Uh, who are some of the guys who have really contributed and uh, stepped up in the in the place of those absent starters? Well, Luke Stupfert, who's our six-seven center, has probably been our most consistent player. Um, he's he's shot the ball well. He's posted up. He didn't start playing until he was a sophomore. So he's come a long way in a few years. Um, we've had to uh, move Ian Johnson, another senior. Since our point guard is out with a knee injury, he's having to move over to point, which he's never played in his entire life. Um, and then my son, who was thought was going to be like our four, maybe a three and a four, uh, is totally playing the two and the three so that we can sub for another guy that's hurt. Blake Roundtree is our six four four, who's been out with mono now for three weeks. Um, so it's, those names, uh, Jack Edmondson and Ian Johnson and Luke Stupford, along with Calvin Crawford, have they every game. It's like they're not sure where we're going to play, where we're going to do, where we're going to play man, we're going to play zone. They they just get thrown to the wolves every game. That's pretty impressive then that they're ten and three at this point, considering how how much uncertainty there is there. I mean, what do you attribute just the ability to to roll with the punches to in this group? Well, to win that many close games, because we are not, we're definitely not dominating anybody. Um, to win that many close games, I attribute to a couple of things. They're, they're actually really smart kids, and they're really good friends. And so they've, they've got a natural chemistry and with the intelligence to have to react to all kinds of situations that might be new to them and to do it with teammates that haven't a lot, don't have a lot of experience. The combination of those two aspects, I, I, you know, I, I could be wrong, but that, that's what I feel has really helped us in the last two minutes in a lot of these games. Well, you mentioned the guys who are kind of part of the starting rotation at this point. I, I imagine, based on the, the, the constant rotation of players and pieces, uh, the, the bench also has to be fairly strong as well. Has that been the case thus far? Well, uh, to be perfectly frank, I was not enthused about our bench going into the year, but obviously it, it has gotten had has to have played because of our situation. Um, Garrett Hudson, also a, a newcomer to basketball his freshman year, and we've moved up a JV player, a sophomore named Jasper Tarr, who's now having to play a lot because of our, our injuries and, and, and COVID and whatnot. It is, it is every night, you know, it's like we're, we're playing Tremont tomorrow, and Tremont has, has won three of their last four and is playing really well. And I honestly, you know, you scout them, but you don't know what they're going to look like. I'm not sure what we're going to look like. Mm -hmm. you, ha you have to do a lot of in-game changing rather than pre-game preparation. Well, like you mentioned, you guys have Tremont coming up next at home tomorrow night. Then you roll into that McLean or Heart of Illinois McLean tournament, I should say. Uh, number four seed for you guys opening against Fisher over the weekend over in El Paso. Uh, this 13-team tournament, uh, for those maybe not as familiar with it, take us through just how competitive and how much of a battle this event is, this multi-day event. Well, since Sixers, it's half the conference is 2A schools and half the conference is 1A schools, um, I have always compared this tournament, and other coaches agree with me, if you're a Class A school, it's kind of like playing a sectional. If, if you're good enough to get in that Final Four, it's the equivalent of being in a sectional game and then a sectional final. Um, if you're lucky enough to arrive near the end of it, it is. And there's also because of the fact that we're all close to each other in the conference, there's, it's rivalry games. Mm -hmm. um, but getting to play in the Shirk Center, college, college gym, 
um, and local fans are very excited about it. It's a unique opportunity for these kids to get a big time atmosphere. Yeah, hundred percent. Once you uh, once you win that first round game, if you're lucky enough to, as you mentioned, win that first round game playing over at uh, IWU over in Bloomington, and uh, that's kind of prepares you for, in a sense, it could prepare you for the state tournament, I guess, which obviously is a big goal to aspire toward. But what goals are your guys aspiring toward, especially if you can get this team a little more healthy going into the postseason? Well, we try to evaluate our team at the beginning of the year, and this one, which I think we were accurate, is our goal is to win a regional. Um, we'd like to be competitive in our conference, um, which we did win the conference last year, but that is very, very rare. Um, so just be competitive and learn from the strength of our conference, which will hopefully prepare us for a postseason run and, and to get to that regional championship game. And at that point, anything can happen. Mark Edmondson, Leroy Boys basketball coach. His team will be hosting Tremont tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in Heart of Illinois action. Mark, thanks again for being part of the show, and uh, go ahead and enjoy some dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, Colin. I will. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, you too, Mark. And uh, we've been boys basketball heavy here to start the show, but we're going to jump into our girls basketball top ten here, unless unless Jim has any any thoughts going in. Just hearing uh, Mark Reminds me, this is a three area code show. Yeah. That's what the the reaches that the that Lycus has. Two one seven eight one five three zero nine. Who who haven't you contacted? You, you you want me to keep adding to the list, so I might I try know. to find a fourth area code. What's I left? Mean, and go to Indiana, I guess. I mean, to be fair, my area code is is a fourth area code. I'm a two one nine from Northwest Indiana, so there there's a different area. Repping code. the Hoosiers. Yep. Proceed right. with the girls' basketball top I, ten. I will though. do so. Our number ten team this week. It's the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola is thirteen and six on the season. Had a good match. Matchup, uh, planned matchup with Unity over the weekend postponed because of the weather. They're going to play that later in the season. As of right now, though, Tuscola's next game is coming up on Thursday against Warrensburg Latham. And our number nine team is that aforementioned Unity Rockets squad. Unity is 13 and four on the season, winners of its last three games in a row. They are at St. Thomas More tonight, and we're going to hear from the Sabres coach here shortly. Not only are you going to hear from the Sabres coach, you're going to get photos in tomorrow's paper. So mm-hmm. if you have a girl playing for Unity or St. Thomas More, pick up the print edition, see what Robin Schulz has to offer tonight. Absolutely. It should be a really competitive game, I would imagine, in the Illini Prairie. Our number eight team this week, it's the Watsika Warriors. The Warriors are 14-2 and on the season. They have won each of their last four games, including a 53-32 decision over Fisher on Saturday. They are going to be hosting Georgetown Ridge Farm tonight, a Georgetown Ridge Farm team that Robin Schulz and I will be heading out to Georgetown mm. to see later this week for a special story coming up. That I love because George, those the fans of girls' basketball know Georgetown was on hard times mm-hmm. recently to a point where they could have barely enough players to field a team, and now they're mm-hmm. being competitive and good things are happening in Vermillion County. Yeah, you can't overlook the Buffaloes right now, that's, that's for sure. Our number seven team this week in the rankings, it's the Prairie Central Hawks. The Hawks sit at 12-5 and five on the season. They are at St. Joseph Ogden tonight for an Illini Prairie game. That should be a really good one. If Prairie Central wins it, I see them jumping up in mm. the rankings. And that's because our number six team is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. St. Joe Ogden will be, of course, hosting Prairie Central tonight. They are 11-5 and five on the season. How about four of the five uh, girls teams you've mentioned so far also have boys teams in the top ten? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a culture thing. I okay. think that's the way it goes. Uh, our number five team this week is the Salt Fork Storm. Salt Fork coming off a loss to Tri-County over the weekend, 40-28. to Good competitive game. Tri-County you will hear about just a few seconds in these rankings. Salt Fork will try to get back on track tonight with a VVC game at Cisna Park. 
And our number four team this week in the girls' top ten, it's the Clinton Maroons. Clinton rolling along as they typically are at this point in the season, 17-4 and four after a win over Tri-Valley on the road. Their next contest comes tomorrow against the Leroy Panthers girls' program. And our number three team is the Tri-County Titans, who I just mentioned a little while ago knocked off Salt Fork. The Titans are 15-3 and three on the season. They also beat Centennial last week for the second time this year. And Tri-County is at Argenta Oriana tonight for a Lincoln Prairie Conference game. And our number two team this week is also part of the Lincoln Prairie Conference. It's the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. They are 16-1, and defeated rival Arthur Christian in the most recent game, and they are facing Decatur Lutheran tonight in a Lincoln Prairie game. And remaining our number one team so far this season and this week, it's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. They are 15-3. and they have yet to play since December 29th. Their first game of the new year was postponed against Lincoln, so they are scheduled to open the new year tomorrow against a Mattoon team that has handed them two of their three losses, so that will be a game worth watching. Looking forward to the regional um, uh, seedings that uh, mm-hmm. were not too far away, I do believe, Colin, uh, yeah. to coming out uh, with the playoffs not too far down the road. Yeah, girls' basketball uh, playoffs starting about a month, so yeah, we're mm. going to be real close here, and uh, it's kind of crazy to think about that uh, we're soon going to be talking about the state tournament, boys' state tournament anyway, back at State Farm, girls over at Redbird Arena. All right, uh, halfway through uh, UIROTC Prep Basketball Com- Confidential. Plenty more coming, including our Player of the Week. Here's a hint. He's from Champaign County. We'll find out more after this break. You're listening to the U of I Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential Show on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 630. Colin Likas, who across from me, Dave Leak, boxing out <laughs> near me, Jim Rosso, excited because <laughs> tomorrow night Central and Centennial play for the first time this season, right? That's right, boys right. basketball. Uh, it's crazy that both of those games are on Tuesdays this regular season. Bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. I, there's, I agree. There's Plus there's fan limits. Yeah, that's going to become more and more – prevalent at least at the bigger schools i know what centennial central or man mm-hmm. i'm sure danville as well right um i don't know about muhammad's we have any news on the so Muhammad i was front? i was excited now talking to you i'm <laughs> bummed <now> out. suddenly <laughs> bummed out well we can be excited again when we hear about hoops and area girl oh basketball. there you go let's go jerkers because the corn jerkers after getting off to a slow start this season are on fire of late under head coach aaron fell who we're glad to be joined by now on the show Aaron, thanks so much for being part of this tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Colin. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, I you guys got off to a 1-7 and seven start that went to 3-9, and nine, and now suddenly 6-10 and 10 with three wins in the last four games all over teams that were over 500 at the time. Where, where, where did this come from, this explosion of just really strong play? It seems like it was a, there all along, and the girls just had to tap into it. Honestly, Colin, we it has been there all along, but we haven't been healthy. We've had numerous girls out with COVID quarantine or actually COVID, and then we got back one of our starters at the semester and Tori Burge, and since since we got back from Christmas, we had seven good Christ, or seven good practices after Christmas, and we just started playing together as a team, getting some practices together. Until then, we hadn't had a full practice since uh, the second week of November. 
Wow. Yeah, so, that's that's one of those challenges you just can't plan for as a coach. I mean, what what has it been like for you trying to keep these girls up, keep these girls motivated leading into that difficult stretch of the season that we're going to talk about here shortly last week because it, it doesn't sound like they've been able to be together all that often. It's, that's been the toughest part, honestly. Normally we have a tight-knit team and having a lot of girls out for multiple days at a time and games and practices, it was a challenge. And then over Christmas break, it just seemed like we, we gelled and we had seven hard practices and we got a lot of competitive play in. And when we come back, they just, they work together now. It, honestly, I can't take any credit for it other than having the hard practice. They just figured it out themselves. Well, uh, looking through this uh, this list of games, like I mentioned, you guys went into the new year at 3-9, and nine, coming off a loss to Danville on December 20th. First game of the new year, you host Paxton Buckley-Low to win 44-43. Uh, next night at Monticello, only lose by five points to a good Monticello team. Then you go to Milford two days later, win by five. You go to Arcola over the weekend, or host Arcola, I should say, over the weekend, and win by one. Uh, these girls uh, showing no fear as well in these close games. What's been the key to, to them winning the close game as well? Um, like you said, they have no fear. And once they got the taste of it against Paxton, it was just it was on from there. And, you know, a couple of key possessions down the stretch in Monticello, and we didn't convert free throws. That's one thing that we've been struggling at this week. We've been winning close games, but for the most part, we've been shooting 50% from the free throw line. And you know, I've been stressed that we're not going to win a lot of these close games shooting 50%, but somehow we're pulling it out. We've had defensive stops at the end against uh, Paxton, a defensive stop at the end against Arcola, and honestly, they got embarrassed against Melford in a Christmas tournament at Iroquois West, and I think they just had revenge on their mind and come out and play their, played as hard as they have all year. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to point to that game because – uh, Vermilion Valley Conference play, never easy, but uh, you guys started off against Westville, a three-point loss there, and then you play Salt Fork, came out on the wrong end, Oakwood as well. To get that first VVC win, not only to, to have that in your pocket, but also to get that over a team like Milford with obviously that added uh, motivation like you just mentioned, what does this do for this team leading into the real heart of the VVC schedule here? It's got them a lot of confidence. We uh, we start our county tournament this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. and we got seated last in our county tournament. And the girls, I think that lit a fire under them. They know we're probably not the last seed, but, you know, it is what we got with what we were dealt this year with COVID and all the quarantines. And that honestly got them ready to play once they seen the seedings come out on Monday. Talking with Hoops and Area girls basketball coach Aaron Fell, and you mentioned – Tori Burge coming back. Uh, take us through some of these other girls who have really contributed to this this resurgence for the Cornjerkers so far. Well, this week we've had a freshman point guard start every game and basically play 32 minutes in every game, and she's handled the ball well, limit her turnovers, and that's Claire Dixon. She's, uh, she's scoring for us. She had a good middle school career, and it's carrying over to high school. She She's the type that Saturday we got done playing at eleven or at two o'clock, and at five o'clock she was texting me wanting me to get back in the gym. <laughs> um, and then you got Bree Crows, who is just super athletic, was one of the top fifteen girls in the hundred in the state last year, and her defense has picked up since Christmas has came back. She's uh, struggling with her shot, but she hit the game-winning shot against Paxton, so that gave her a little bit of confidence. 
Um, Claire Pilcher, since we came back from Christmas, she's just been the Dennis Rodman of our team. She's been <laughs> rebounding everything she can. Um, before Christmas, she was missing a lot of easy shots, and she's starting to convert those now. So she's almost averaging double-double after Christmas. And then our other starter, Lacey Braymeyer, she's just solid defensively. She does everything we ask her to. She's been struck. She's a shooter, and she's been struggling. But when the time comes when we need a shot, we feel confident to put the ball in her hands, and she usually comes through. And just uh, the the names I'm hearing here, and the way you're describing them, it just sounds like you mentioned Dennis Rodman. It just sounds like a, a unit that you had all the pieces there all along. It just you needed to to put them together and see them work. How rewarding has that been for you as a coach to? to kind of have that come to fruition and to, to see these girls be able to actually work as you thought they would be able to maybe back in November? It honestly has been incredible because since our first practice, I've been telling them that we have an incredibly talented team. We just got to gel together. And, and leading up into our Oakwood Thanksgiving tournament, we were. We were looking really good. Everything was looking good in practice. And then the quarantine hit and – the girls are finally seeing what I've been telling them for the last three months is that we have a lot of talent. We just got to play together. And once the pieces do, the games will start to come. And uh, you guys were supposed to be at Schlarman tonight for a VVC game. That unfortunately was postponed. Uh, you guys still have Cisna Park here this week before, like you mentioned, jumping into the Vermilion County Tournament. You guys open over the weekend against Armstrong Potomac at 1.30 p.m., uh, I just had a coach from Leroy on talking about the uh, Heart of Illinois Conference Tournament, the Vermilion County Tournament, obviously, with an even more storied and lengthy history. For those who maybe don't understand it, just how important is it to have this tournament back on the schedule after it was lost last season because of the of the, of the pandemic? Oh, it's, it's very important. Last season, we were with Watson and Braemar and mm-hmm. last ball senior year, we were looking forward to the county tournament probably more than regionals, honestly, because they've always got embarrassed there and we didn't get it. And this year the girls, you know, getting the seventh seed, like I said, I think it lit a fire under them and they're, they're ready to play. And just looking forward, uh, I know you guys are focused on this week, the county tournament, what comes after that, but just looking at the postseason at this point, now that these girls have got this confidence you know, you hope they stay healthy the rest of the way. What expectations can you set for this group the rest of the season? My expectations are high, just like they were the first week of season. I think we can compete for a regional title, and we're going to compete in every Vermilion Valley, game, Vermilion Valley game and see where that gets us. You know, Salt Fork's got a couple games lead on us, and if we handle our business, that's all we can do, and we should be able to compete with everybody night in and night out as long as we come and play our game. Aaron Fell, Hoopston Area Girls Basketball. You can catch them on Thursday hosting Cisna Park in a Vermilion Valley Conference game. Aaron, thanks again for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the girls moving forward here. Hey, thanks for having me, Colin. Absolutely. And we're going to go ahead and take our final break of the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show, but we've got plenty left on the docket here when we come back. Going to hear from St. Thomas More girls basketball coach Aaron Kornstrom, who I spoke to earlier today. Also going to unveil our latest boys basketball top 10 rankings and, as Jim said earlier, our new athlete of the week. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 642. 
Jim Russell, Colin Likas, Dave Lee. Colin, where are you going this weekend? What game are you going to be covering? Well, what game am I going to be covering this weekend? Mm-hmm. Looking ahead. I might go out to the Verm County Tournament. All right. I haven't totally decided yet. I know I'm going to be at Central Centennial tomorrow night, or Centennial Central, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to see it. I'm not I'm not picking sides. I'm not allowed to. Combs Gym you'll be at. There you go. And thir- Thursday, I'll be over in Georgetown, like I mentioned, girls basketball against Oakwood, for yeah. both for coverage and for a future story. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what? You want to tweet me some suggestions where I should go on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Feel free, because there's probably going to be some games I don't even know are happening that are probably makeup right. games that I, that I could also go to. Nonetheless, looking forward to that coverage. A full page of high school coverage every week, thanks to Colin Likas. That's going to be, what, Friday? That'll be in Thursday's okay, paper. Thursday. As long as, uh, as long as nothing goes awry. Yeah, it should be in Thursday's uh, News Gazette. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff I'm, I'm working on right now that uh, don't want to spoil too much. But uh, oh, we, we plan to have a big post pre-postseason bonanza. We'll just mm. say that. Looking forward For girls to and boys basketball. That $2 charge on weekdays is a bargain. Three mm-hmm. fifty on Sunday. Do Colin Wright. Buy a paper every now and then. Yeah, the money goes directly into my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and jump into our final interview segment of today's show. I caught up earlier today with first-year St. Thomas More girls basketball coach Aaron Kornstrom, whose team kind of similar to the Hoopston area team uh, we just talked about with Coach Aaron Fell. The Sabres uh, got off to a bit of a sluggish start and now are suddenly looking really good. They were 4-7 and Uh, after uh, after one game in their holiday tournament on December 28th. Now they're 8-7 and seven suddenly and uh, looking to push their record even further tonight against Unity. Let's hear from Coach Kornstrom. Glad to be joined now on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Aaron Kornstrom, the first-year coach of the St. Thomas More Girls Basketball Team. Aaron, thanks so much for being part of our show this evening. Thank you, Colin. Happy to be here. And this, as I said at the top, is your first year as a coach of this team. First of all, just what has this experience been like for you so far, taking over this program and uh, leading the girls to some success here? Uh, it's been phenomenal. It's exceeded every one of my, I think, hopes and expectations, truly. Um, we saw our numbers decrease as the first week of practice went on, and so that was a little concerning. Um but we have 11 girls dedicated to this program and who show up to practice every day, ready to work hard and listen and, and are just really developing as a team and as individuals. And it's, it's a fairly young team as well, if I'm not mistaken. And yet uh, the team sits at eight and seven, and we'll talk about how you guys got there in a moment. But uh, it doesn't seem like this young team is very fearful of uh, any opponents they take on. It seems like they're just uh, taking on these challenges head on. That's that's true. That's accurate, especially for this kind of second part of the season. Early on in um, the season, I think they were they weren't sure who they were. Um, they're getting to know each other as as um, as a team, and so I think that you know it, one of our biggest losses was to Prairie Central, and that was the first time they saw a team really come out hard against them, and they saw themselves um, uh, with a big you know um, gap in score. And and so they kind of couldn't figure that out. And now we're seeing, you know, we were down 14-2 in our last game, and they quickly turned it around and ended up winning in overtime. So you're exactly right. We have no seniors. I have uh, three three juniors who are playing, one who's on our injured reserve list, and then um, three sophomores and four freshmen. So, yeah, we're young. 
And like you said, overtime game most recently against Chili Coffee, you guys won 45 to 44, and that was the that's the last game of a current four game win streak that you guys are trying to keep up uh, tonight against Unity. But uh, this four game win streak, good win against Iroquois West as well. What what have you seen click during this stretch of games? So I think truly we've we spent a lot of time on thinking about kind of mental toughness and. Um, making sure that that the what we're saying to ourselves and our head is positive, um, because you know I mean our three point if you looked at our shooting percentage our shooting percentage isn't that great, and so what happens is as you know once you once you once you miss one um, sometimes you can get in your own head and think oh well, I'm off today or I can't do this, and what I saw um, against both Iroquois West and um, against Chillicothe, against IDC, where two of my juniors, who are, are my better shooters, um, struggle a little bit early on and not be afraid to step up to the line. When they had an open shot, um, they took it. And that was in Ava Dickerson, who was our leading scorer for Iroquois West, and then Emma Davisel, who was our leading scorer against IDC. And now I know you said this roster has turned things over a little bit since the start of the season, but I, I look at your guys' schedule early on, and you, you immediately open against Salt Fork. You take them to overtime, a really quality opponent there, and then tough games against Centennial and Moroa and Bloomington, Central Catholic, and Tuscola. I, I imagine all of those contests, despite coming out on the wrong end, really helped get this team where, where it is right now as well. I think I think so. I think you're exactly right. And that, that first loss to Salt Fork, man, that still stings. Um, one of my junior leaders on the team, Gianna Kreps, went down with a uh, separated shoulder in that game, and, and she said, I was having the best game of basketball of my life. Um, so we went through a little bit of a, a mental, you know, we, we struggled a little bit with watching her be helped off the court, and, and she actually is just recovered from surgery from it. Um, but what I can say is most of those losses, we were in that game the entire game. And so we've done a lot of film review and a lot of discussing what that means to be in it and, and then how to learn and how to win. Um, and so I think that you're exactly correct. We, we, they haven't had a very easy schedule so far, especially to open up with. And I think we've, we've learned a lot and we're a pretty positive team now and we've, we've grown in that. So. Talking with St. Thomas More girls basketball coach Aaron Kornstrom, and uh, let's highlight some of these girls as well. I know you mentioned a few names just now, but uh, take me through uh, the, the, the girls on this roster who have really stood out to you. I know your daughter is, is among them, but uh, just a lot of talented athletes, some multi-sport athletes in this group. Uh, who stood out to you so far? Yeah, so, I mean, I think you just said multi-sport athletes. The first one I'm sure that comes to mind is Maddie Swisher, who's a tennis standout. Um and, and she's one of our junior leaders as well. And early on, she wasn't scoring in the way that she would like to be. Um, but I can't talk enough about the other things that she does um, that, that people might not notice. I mean, she rebounds. She plays hard. And, and she's in on so many steals, whether it's a deflection or just wreaking havoc with her, her lengthy body and quickness. I mean, she is fast. And then um, I mentioned Emma Davisal, who is – um, one of my point guards, she's another one of my junior leaders, and she she's the same way. She does so much behind the scenes just in keeping everyone calm, dishing out assists, handling the pressure. Rounding out my junior leaders would be Ava Dickerson, and she's quiet. Uh, we've worked really hard on getting her to, to talk more on the court because she sees the court phenomenally. She is our key defender if you ever watch one of our games. You'll know who the best player on the other team is because Ava's on her. And Ava also has a beautiful shot. 
And so when once we can get her in the groove and get her confidence up, she can easily drain four or five threes in a game. And then you, you mentioned my daughter, um, Rory Kornstrom. Um, she is also the reason that I'm coaching this team as she transferred to SPM and they were in need of a coach. I can't say enough about her as well. Um, she just does whatever I ask her to, honestly, and what the team needs her to be, whether that's a cheerleader on the um, bench or she, we need her to score or, like, she pulled down 13 rebounds, and I think that's in the last game. And, and that's one of the, the things that I'm most proud of is, is that's a skill that she hasn't had in the past and, and that she's working on developing. You mentioned uh, needing a coach, and I know this was something where you took over this team and it wasn't – you didn't have the longest amount of time to prepare. I'm guessing now that you've had these repetitions, even even if they're in-game repetitions, I'm guessing you guys are all clicking a lot better as, as a group. I mean, how nice has it been just to, to get to know these girls, get to work with these girls, and, and get to iron things out and see wins coming right off the bat? Oh, it's it's fantastic. And like I said, early on we established, and, and these girls at Dairy, we, we talked about goals right away. I had two weeks of open gyms before um, – before the um, the season started. So I, I was in there. I let people shoot around, but I was up pulling out uniforms, trying to see what we had. And they, I wasn't even really actually in the gym with them, um, but seeing only two girls show up, you know, um, to shoot around. And then um, that first game, I still didn't know them. And, and like I said, it's just been getting to know how they tick, Right, who they are, what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them. And but what I've really seen is them starting to motivate each other. And and for me that's you know, that's it. I want them to improve in basketball. I want I want to win games. Believe me, I want to win games. Um but I want to see them grow as people and as teammates. So And then on deck for you guys going to be hosting Unity tonight and another top Illini Prairie Conference opponent. What in your mind are some of the keys to keeping this win streak going tonight against a quality opponent? Unity is always a tough one. I know for me in the past as a coach, when I coached even just middle school, and then just um, anytime I've been involved in STM sports, Unity is always a tough opponent. And some of the girls play some travel basketball with with some of the girls um, from Unity. So it'll also be a personal one. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I know that in the scouting that we've done, they're just a nice balanced team with a lot of great athletes, quick. Um, so for, for my girls, it's going to be a matter of making sure that we box out um, to get those boards so they don't have second-chance opportunities and then move the ball down the court. Um, so I, I think that I think we're prepared, and I think the girls are excited and ready for the game. I'm hopeful that it's it's a great game that goes down to the wire. That's my hope for tonight. Karen Kornstrom, St. Thomas More girls basketball coach. As I said, her team is hosting Tolona Unity tonight. Aaron, thanks so much for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the team the rest of the season. Thank you so much, Colin. I appreciate it. And that was Aaron Kornstrom, mm-hmm. as we said, of the St. Thomas More girls basketball team. Got the girls playing at a high level right now after a bit of a tough start. If they can get a win over Unity tonight, mm. I'm going to have to start considering them for the top 10 rankings because Unity is a ranked team. All right, uh, check newsgazette.com. Probably about 10.30 tonight for the photo gallery that mm-hmm. Robin Scholes will post, and there will be a bun- bunch of those pictures in tomorrow's print edition as well. Absolutely, alongside of the prep highlights that I'm planning on going to my desk after this to mm. start writing, if, if the, I have any emails. That's the work ethic I like to see. If, if I don't have any emails, then I'll, I'll wait to, to write about it <laughs> until I do. But... 
as of right now, I've got a boys basketball top 10 rankings that I don't plan on changing. So let's go ahead and dive into it before a team makes me change my rankings. Mm. Our number 10 team this week, it's the Centennial Chargers. Centennial was one of those teams Jim mentioned earlier over at the Christie Clinic shootout, and they played in a barn burner against Washington, losing 49-47. to Still 7-7 seven and seven on the season, though, at Champaign Central tomorrow night for that crosstown rivalry game. 7-7 seven and seven and in the top 10. Tough schedule. Okay. They beat Normal Community. Just, just wondering. Normal Community, a top five Class 4A team. Only loss, Centennial High School. Just reading a text from Coach Nix. Oh, boy. Kidding. I hope he doesn't beat me up when I say <laughs> Not <him> really. <laughs> Our number nine team this week, it's the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. A little bit of a skid here for BHRA. Lost their last two games, one to Iroquois West, the other two Lenark Eastland over at that Christie Clinic shootout. Armstrong Potomac is next on deck, a Tuesday home game for the Blue Devils. Our number eight team this week, it's the Oakwood Comets, another Vermilion Valley Conference team. Oakwood's 15-4, and four, coming off a win over Chrisman. They will host Milford on Tuesday night. Our number seven team this week, it's the Cerro Gordo Bement Broncos. Cerro Gordo Bement 14-2, and two, although I wrote on my schedule here that they're 14-21, and 21, so that's not nearly as good. They are 14-2, and two, though, after a win over Central A&M on Saturday. They are visiting Tri-County on Tuesday for a Lincoln Prairie Conference game. Colin, one of these going to be in the paper, these top ten rankings thursday's paper and they could change too because there are games tonight there are games tuesday and there are games Mm, wednesday i like that and our number six team this week uh, heard from some of their players earlier in the show it's the iroquois west raiders iroquois west currently sitting at 12 and 2 after that overtime win over bismarck winners their last three games going to be hosting westville tomorrow night and our number five team this week it's the prairie central hawks Keep talking about all those different zip codes. Prairie Central slightly, or different area codes, I should say. Different zip code, too. But Prairie Central uh, sitting at 13-3 and on the season. Beat St. Thomas Moore in a game I was at last Friday. You could read that story in Saturday's paper and on our website. But getting back to the Hawks, tough matchup for them on deck tomorrow. They are visiting Morton for a non-conference game. And our number four team this week, it's the Tuscola Warriors. Unfortunately, didn't get to see them in action against St. Joe Ogden on Saturday but they do have another good Illini Prairie team on deck. They're going to be visiting Unity tomorrow night. Our number three team this week, guess what? It's the Unity Rockets. Unity is 11-2 and on the season. Their game against Tri-Valley over the weekend was postponed because of the weather. Tuscola on deck for Unity, followed by a game at Paxton later in the week. This top four you're about to unveil has a football feel to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, Tuscola, Unity, and the number two team, St. Joseph Ogden. Obviously strong football history, but also strong boys basketball history over with the Spartans. St. Joseph Ogden currently sitting at 12-2 and on the season. They are going to be at Tutopolis, a tough wooden shoes team, on Tuesday for a non-conference game. And our number one team this week, sticking with the Illini Prairie Conference, it's the Monticello Sages. Monticello representing the area at the Christie Clinic shootout, improving to 16-1 and with a lopsided win over Mantino. They will be hosting Clinton on Tuesday for a non-conference game. All right, we're looking forward to Wednesday night here at the News Gazette on Fox Drive because Dan Johnson, Jess Carr, and the ROTC gang will uh, hopefully stop by with some of those plaques yep. to start handing them out to the many players who have won Players of the Week. we got to battle through all the, the COVID issues that schools are experiencing, mm-hmm. that everybody's experiencing to try and get these kids their due. We, we still say it on the air, but we've sure. got these nice, i got to mention it every time, the laser engraved plaques that we mm-hmm. got to get out to these kids because they're, they're real nice. You can put them on the, put them on the shelf. Put them 
somewhere nice in the kitchen so everybody can see it and talk about how cool the kids are and the kids get all red in the face and say mom you're embarrassing me and, and on the cycle goes we i'm sure you've done that before with your four kids we'll, right jim <laughs> we'll showcase those winners in friday's paper again starting this week so we'll try to play catch up we'll, we'll get it done before the season ends. oh yeah 100 percent. and who is our latest recipient you might ask well jim alluded earlier that we were sticking in champaign county the latest winner of the Athlete of the Week award from the U of I ROTC is Uni High boys basketball player Ethan Mock-Chi. Let's go. He scored 30 points against Judah Christian in Uni High's first game of the new year, but Uni High lost that game, so what did he do to follow up and make sure they won in their next game against Villa Grove? He scored 37 points. So 67 points in two games coming off a layoff for the holiday. That's worthy of the Athlete of the Week award from the U of I ROTC. Shout out to Uni High, which has a kind of a, a hidden basketball history. Yeah. Uh, but they got some players there uh, that have come through the year, and he sounds like one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe uh, I'm trying to recall the name. Nathan Blue, I believe, was a uh, all-area first-team athlete in boys basketball. I think I'm forgetting another one even during my tenure. My, my brain is so racked with so many all-area teams over the years, I can't remember them all. One of my favorites in town, Joel Beasley, kind of got that mm-hmm. program resurrected again on the bo- on the boys' basketball side. And uh, since then, they've been competitive uh, uh, here and there. Yeah, boys' and girls' teams, both competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good to see uh, somebody close to home winning this week's award. All right. Well, Ethan, uh, we'll stop by one of these days <laughs> to get the, uh, the treatment from the ROTC gang. And uh, looking forward to that. It was a good show tonight. It was, and uh, again, we're looking forward to bringing f- uh, kids back in the studio, mm-hmm. and that will happen here in the coming weeks, and uh, that's always a, a pleasure, not only for us, but for the kids who seem so relaxed in uh, front of the microphone. Well, that'll do it for tonight's show. Colin Likas, Jim Rosso, Dave Leak, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a good rest of your week.